K's, two A's in America. Three K's, two A's, America. Three K's, two A's in America. Damn, I feel amazing. Damn, we got up on Hey, can you hear me? Can y'all hear me out there? Can you hear me? Babyface, can you turn your mic down? Maybe it's on your end, Babyface. Could you turn the mic down? Is your mic down? Can you hear me? Okay. You know what? We'll be back in 30 minutes. <laughs> what up? Welcome to a brand new Hot Out the Kitchen episode on Black and Both Sides. I'm one half of your host, King Kunta 3X. The other half of you host, world-renowned, locally known, universally accepted, nine out of ten dentists. Because they ain't got shit to do right now. Because ain't nobody going to get dental work in the middle of a goddamn pandemic. Say, be honest, still, he's that dude. What up, B? What's going on, y'all? What's going on, Kunta? Listeners? Everyone? Yeah, man. So, you know, it's, it's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you. But we're back. Um... So for those that have been following, the show's kind of changed a little bit of its structure. Uh, we've been trying to keep it light. Uh, but today, we have a little bit of stuff to get through. Uh, before we get into that, B, I heard you chuckling when I was having some technical difficulties. Am I, are you aware? Have you heard? Did you know that the legendary, legendary, legendary Teddy Riley went up against the, the also equally legendary babyface on a versus battle. Did you know that? I did. I watched about 10 minutes of it. Oh, oh, why don't you tell me how how'd that go for you, B? So how those so how many hits did they how many hits did Teddy play? How'd it go? I didn't it was so annoying. I didn't even get to hear any music. This is you didn't what, hear any music, <laughs> but it's a D, it's a it's a it's a versus battle. That's all they do is play music. What happened, B? I must have come in somewhere between the first time they did it and the second time they did it. <laughs> And Teddy Roddy was experiencing some type of shit. He had a he had like forty people in the room, and none of these niggas knew how to work the equipment. It seems like so. What I saw the comments saying was, "No, keep going, keep going." This is where I came in. The comments were all saying, "No, keep going, keep going." Everybody was saying that. Teddy Roddy was like, "Oh, so the fans want us to do it, start it from scratch? Oh, so the fans want us to start over? Oh, so we got to go from the top?" And everybody in the comments was like, "No, don't start over. Keep going, keep going." He's well. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no. Nah. Not everybody. Did you see Tyrese's comment? I didn't, but hold on a second. Babyface was like, uh, start over from the beginning? And Teddy Riley was like, yeah, man, the fans want this, man. Everybody keeps saying it in the comments. <laughs> Keep going. Don't start over. Hell no. Nah. Nigga, don't nobody want to hear this shit again. I, and I, oh, Teddy Riley's scared because he ain't got no more hits. And then that's where I was like, okay, I waited about 10 minutes. And from that point, what did Tyrese say? At one point, uh, Tyrese was not enjoying the show. Uh, you know, last week we talked, or two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we talked about the legendary uh, T-Pain versus Lil John. That shit was not one lit, not two lit. It was three lit. And was thinking about four lit till Lil John, you know, started doing that DJ thing when shit's going too well. Right. But this wasn't that. This was not that. This was not that at all. Well, B, you know the setup. You got two legendary people, and they play their hits, and the other person plays his hits, split screen, Instagram live, and they normally go 20 hits each. Uh, this was started by Swiss Beats and Timbaland. They did it. They killed it. Um, you know, it wasn't, you know, it, it was what it was. It was very entertaining. You know, we talked about this when it happens. Swiss Beats, you know, he's got a particular sound. 
that he does not stray from, but he does have hits. Right. And Timbaland is just, you know, Devontae Swang. He's just, Timbaland has kind of, you know, authored the soundtrack of maybe the 2000s. I don't know. Anyway, I digress. So that's, that's where it started. And I, I didn't know this, B, but apparently it really is their shit. Timbaland and Swiss Beats, they reached out and they put them head to, get, head, to head. They are moderating this shit. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know. So they're doing for everybody. For everybody. Well, well for, it's called the verses, Instagram verses. Right. Well, actually, so you know, for all these verses that they uh, they are they are moderating this shit. What were you going to say? I was going to say actually, this wasn't has didn't have shit to do with Timberland. If you remember, about maybe I want to say four years ago, three years ago, Swiss Beats and um, Just Blaze had a battle. Swissy for uh, I think it was like Rockefeller or something. I'm, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were both in in the same place and. What it, what it was is that Swiss Beats had his setup, Just Blaze had his setup, and they went back and forth. And it was a real big deal. It was on YouTube, of course, where there's better sound quality and better potential for sound quality, which is why I don't have any fucking idea why anyone is doing using Instagram for this, including D-Nice. It's the absolute worst platform for audio quality. But hey, you guys... But it's the easiest platform to get something out to the masses digestible quickly. Bullshit. YouTube, everybody has a link to YouTube. Everybody can get on YouTube. YouTube is the second most search engine in the world. YouTube was obviously the place for this, but I, I, it doesn't matter. That's that's you need to hear that there. Swiss Beats. I don't know if he came up with the idea alone or somebody. Else. Can you do a split screen on YouTube? Uh, you yes, we do it all the time. Okay, you and I, you and I have done it. <laughs> but you, but you are a technically. Perhaps a savant. Teddy Riley has 40 niggas around him. None of them niggas. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, not, let's not get ahead. Let's paint the scene. So, okay. put, so put a pin in that. Okay. So these tremendous battles between giants, not, not, you know, not small people, giants right. of titans right. of music over the last 15, 20 years, in some instances longer. Today would have been, uh, last night between Teddy Riley and Babyface would have been maybe 30 years. If you think about it, you know, 1990 was 30 years ago. Yeah. Let that sink in. Yeah. So, so all these hits, you bring your hits, the other person bring their hits and the winner of all this, it's me and you B, it's the fans. True. So you get all these people, I think T-Pain and Lil John get up to about 250,000 people watching at the same time. And at one point, they ran out of time. They went away and came back and got back to 260,000. So, you know, when the party's jumping, shout out to DJ D-Nice. I don't know if D-Nice inspired the Instagram part or if it was separate or these are just two things that are happening at the same time because a lot of DJs are doing this too. Yeah, same time, I think. Yeah. But in any event, so it's a, it's a platform for all of us stuck in the house. And so um, for the most part, they've been awesome. Swiss Beats, Timberland, you know, Timberland won that one. Little John and, and uh, T-Pain, I'm just going to call it what it is. That was a motherfucking draw. That was a draw. He got hits. His hits got hits. And that his could be Little John or T-Pain. Uh, so last night, Legends. So we see Mr. Uh, Babyface. And he's sitting in a studio looking like Babyface. Did I ever tell you that one time? I was at Katsuya in Hollywood and had to go to the bathroom, bubble guts, and Babyface held the bathroom door open for me. Oh, my goodness. 
Did you? Did I know. You? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what you could say. You know, if you're like, I didn't wash my hand for a year. Like, what could you say? Like, the, 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 oh, the, shit, it's baby face. Uh, I got bubble guts. <laughs> anyway, he's a nice man. He's a very nice man. Yeah, okay. So he's sitting there. Did you know he, uh, he's, he had coronavirus? Okay. And so he's doing better. He's on the mend. And I believe, you know, out there, correct me if I'm wrong, it's a quick shout out to one... I know we got streams. I know people out there are hearing, hearing the sound of our voices. We say amen? Uh, yeah, happening. Exactly. So the unofficial official Instagram of Black on Both Sides is at Instagram, KingKunta3x. Interact with me. Let me know what's going on. Holler at me. Let me know what you want to hear. KingKunta3x, Instagram, at KingKunta3x. All right, I digress. So... Babyface is sitting there looking like Babyface. You know, just gentleman, suave and debonair. The Babyface we all know. He's getting ready to play his hits. He's ready. He's yep. in the room. Yep. By the way, Babyface is set up. It's actually <laughs> the fucking setup. These DJ battles, so Swiss Beats and Timberland started. Swiss Beats looked like he might have been in his car, but I couldn't really tell. Could you tell? <laughs> I couldn't tell. It was dark. It was a nice car, but he was in a car. Maybe, you know, could have been an Escalade. That's how you say it when you get to that level. Could have, you know, it could have been, uh, you know, an H2 Hummer because, you know, he still has one. Uh, could have been anything. It could have been a Maybach Benz. Though I don't think Alicia lets him, you know, be raggedy up in the Benz. And Timbaland was sitting in the studio. Right. Same setup as Babyface. Timbo, Timbaland, and Timberland all at the same time. Him, himself, and him. Okay. Now, it went up a notch with the little John and Team Payne. T Payne was in his studio. B. T Payne was by his goddamn self. Right. Now he had a lot of room. He 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 cut a few rugs here and there. And uh, little John, he wanted to up the game a little bit. So little John was was in his studio. Again, B by his goddamn self. But he had a you know he had he had some ones and twos set up. Right. Now I don't really think he was. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. He wasn't really scratching till the end when he fucked up the whole goddamn stream. Right. With that new Usher, uh, Ludacris, and somebody, I still don't know their names, song that we never really fucking heard. Anyway, so one-on-one, you, yourself, and you, right. my, you know, where, wherever you create or wherever you feel comfortable, right. that's how these things go. Same thing with, Fair. you forgot you about Neo and Jonta Austin, same thing. Neo was in the studio same. by him damn self. Jonta mm-hmm. had, had people walking around. Why is that? Because this is just little, this is like an intimate setting, right? Right. It, it's like, it goes like to the roots of music. Hey man, I got this song. I want you to hear it. And it was very, you know, very, you know, approachable, digestible feel. You know, we're all in this together. We all in quarantine for the most part. We'll get to that later. We all, you know, we all got, ain't got nowhere to go. And this is to uplift people with the hits in an intimate setting. In other words, no stunting. Even when little John had his ones and twos, I just thought, you know, I just thought that little John kind of, you know, always has ones and twos handy. That's what I thought. Anyway, so back to Teddy Riley and Babyface. So Babyface sitting there, no problem. Original starting how we do it. Sitting there, intimate setting, studio. He might have had a glass of wine. I don't know. Some champagne. Who knows? But little Jones, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Babyface sitting there ready to play his music. No. On the other hand, 
Let's get to Teddy Riley. B, did you see Teddy Riley? I saw him. So Teddy Riley has decided that he wants to go another level. So Teddy Riley has got like a concert setting in the back of him. He's got a, a, a setup of like a DJ panel. Teddy Riley's got like a microphone. He's wearing a maroon <laughs> outfit with a maroon <laughs> wide brim hat. He got that lineup real good. By the way, by the way, other people showing up on this shit, they look just like me and you. Right. They might shave, they might not. But he got it all lined up perfectly and he's ready to go. Show ready. Basically, you're saying stage ready, show ready, performance ready. B, am I, am I missing anything? No. Oh, yeah. He had, he had a live drummer behind him. <laughs> um, stage lighting. There was clearly other niggas in the room because they, you know, it just, they, they, you could see them every now and then. Am I, am I missing anybody, B? You missed the stage lighting. There was stage lighting, too. Hmm, stage lighting. I, I, I feel like I'm missing somebody, B. Am I missing somebody? There may have been smoke. Ah, and he also had a hype man. <laughs> I didn't see. I didn't see that part. I, I but not see any hype man. You know, you be. <laughs> what can, can you describe to me your your basic hype man? Be you. You know, you you've been in the music industry. What is what is a hype man? What does a what is what was a hype man normally do? What does he what does he what does he do? Hype man's role is to basically get the crowd hype, fill the spaces, mm-hmm. so that the the main artist doesn't have to do all the work. Keep the dice tumbling. Yeah, okay. keep stuff moving. Well, Teddy had a hype man, but his hype man had yet another hat. And you know what that hat was, B? No idea. He's a fucking dancing machine. That's what he was. Gene Gene dancing machine. Oh my god. So he was he was he was ready to dance and do <laughs> to every goddamn song. That is how he decided that he was going Wait a minute. The ori- hmm? the original dances like the ones from the, the- yeah, well, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's in the scene. He's in the genre. He's in the decade. If it's 1993, it's 1993 dances. That's what the hell he's doing. Running man. Or whatever. Old school wop with it. Roger Rabbit, whatever you need, whatever it calls for. Oh god. All right. So, when you see that, you're like, "Wow." There's a lot going on here. There's a lot going on here. And so, one problem. No, no problem. So, Teddy, I believe Teddy opened it up. Or maybe, maybe uh, Babyface played a, a snippet of one song, and then, and then he threw it to Teddy. And it's just... Oh. Meanwhile, Teddy is is like is like doing some DJ Khaled shit. His hands is up in the air. Hands go up, and they stay there. He's 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 waving to the crowd of hundreds of thousands of people. He's into what he's playing. It's the shit. His hype man is going dumb, going dummy. He's gigging. One problem, B. Can't hear the music. Hearing snippets of the music. First, there was an echo. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? How about on your end? This nigga tried to blame Babyface. Is it you? <laughs> but what about on your end? And is Bay your Bay microphone is, on while I'm playing? He's just sitting there, though. Babyface has not moved a hand. He's just looking. Are you sure? Sure. <laughs> so, so is your mic on when, when I'm playing? 
No, uh, it's not. Can you hear me? 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 It's a hot ass mess. All right, but he gonna get it together. Hey, you know, little John had to bring some shit back. Fine, whatever. Thirty minutes later, we have not played any jams. I believe Babyface played three songs to fill in the space of the bullshit. I believe Teddy Riley thought he played three songs. We'll never fucking know because we didn't hear that shit. It was it was mangled, garbled, a hot ass mess. Finally, Teddy Riley realizes this is not going well. This is not going well at all. And he hit that B. You know how Spike Lee be at the Garden at the Mass? Well, he used to be. Be at the, used to be a Mass Square Garden, and like maybe there's a bad call on the Knicks. Yeah, and he stands up and puts his hands on his hips. Right. Yeah, Teddy hit that pose, and we that should tell you. Long story short, it was a hot ass mess, a goddamn disaster, technical issues. What Teddy's going to say, um, and they had to pull the plug, and they wanted to just come back in thirty minutes. No, Babyface said, uh, "I and I'm out." So Teddy Riley had a fucking disastrous uh, performance to probably about a hundred thousand people. And he's been, he's turned into a Michael Jordan worthy meme. He's being drug on black Twitter, real Twitter, Instagram, (laughs) all over the goddamn place. (laughs) Now B, there had to be about 50, 11 niggas over there with Teddy. Yeah. And not Nan, one of them, Nan, any Nan Nan could figure out how to put sound through. Despite the fact we done done this shit three, four times with other people. B, you want you want to know what I think it was? What? I think he had too many. I think he had concert level outputs and shit trying to run it through Instagram. Is what I think. Absolutely. <sighs> B, would you be surprised to know that Timberland and Swiss Beach saw this and they were not pleased? <laughs> I would be like, yeah, I, I can I can imagine that. Yes. B, would you be surprised to know that both Timberland and Swiss Beach tried to reach Teddy while this shit's going on? How do you reach somebody during a concert? No, they have his numbers and et cetera. They, no. I, I know this because Timberland and Swiss Beats had to speak on this. I understand. But even if you have Michael Jackson's number, you're not going to get him in the middle of his concert, which is what Teddy Riley was running. But you got Michael, Michael Jackson's sound guy who's <laughs> fucking all the way up. Or you got, you got uh, Bubbles. You got somebody entourage who can get a message about how maybe you can help tech support them. But you do some tech support every now and then. How you can walk them through this goddamn abortion that's happening in live time. My nigga, this is what I, this is what I, this is what I witnessed when they finally ran it back before I ended up cutting it off because it was just ridiculous. Teddy Riley was about to play his first hit and there was a 25 second intro to the song that was not related to the song. Looking at you, little John. <laughs> there was an intro, and it it was like, "What is this intro? We've never, we've never heard oh this intro god. before." Right? Oh, oh, oh my god! <laughs> like, I it had me trip. It's like, did Teddy do this? That's what I'm saying. Maybe like, he, maybe he did work on this. It was like, I don't know. Maybe he's been in the game a long time. <laughs> And then the Meanwhile, song comes the hype on. man is getting it. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening here? This nigga needed a boombox and his iPhone, and that's it. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. So, today or late last night, Timberland and Swiss had to talk about it. And guess what Swiss had to tell this nigga? So, which nigga? 
Oh, the nigga that was fucking up, Taylor Riley. <laughs> what do you tell him? <laughs> Say, hey, you know, first Timberland and Swiss had to apologize to the people because oh. they don't want one monkey to fuck up all of the verses. Because this not only has been lucrative, they're trying to figure out how to monetize this and make this bigger. They right. feel like they've stumbled upon something, and you know what? They fucking have. Right. So they apologized to us, basically. And then they tried to talk about intimate setting. One-on-one. Less is more. Less is more. All you really need, it, all you really need is an iPhone and an aux cord. Less Teddy. is more. That, that's what literally said that to Teddy. All you really need is an iPhone and an, au- and an auxiliary cord. Yeah. You know what's funny is... is that- you know, and, and, wait, 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 wait. Swiss Beast says you, you don't need a live drum set. <laughs> you, don't really, you don't need a hype man. That's not really what we're doing. You just really, all you need is an iPhone and just a way to push this out to Instagram. That's really, you know, that's really all, you know, Teddy, I'll, I'll do respect. I mean, you've done a lot for music, but right. I, you know, you, my man, this is, I'm paraphrasing Swiss beats, but you know, less is more. I just want you to take that to heart. The less is more, you know, they've agreed to, they being uh babyface and, uh, and Teddy rally, they uh, sent kind of an apology later that night saying that they're going to, do this again at some place sometime down the road. And uh, Teddy said, it's like any uh, boxing match. Sometimes there are difficulties and you got to run it back. I'm like, nigga, nigga, what? Here's the problem. Here's the, the complete problem for me. And that is that um, even before we get to the point where we're going back and forth between these guys, this is not an even match. Babyface and Tim and uh, Babyface and does Teddy it matter? B does matter. It absolutely. Matters. We ain't hear now. We ain't hear any music. B. So it, okay. So it, this is the, this is theoretical now. No, it absolutely matters because the reason why Teddy Riley did what he did is because he was not the person to go against Babyface because he had a, he had he thought he had to do lights and drummers and dance moves and the reason why he had to up his game like that is because he's not on the same level as Babyface and what's so crazy about it is Babyface's entire career has been less is more except when it comes to backgrounds everything else is very simple and very smooth and very easy to, to digest. That's what Babyface is. He's he. There, uh, there's a Babyface verse where I think they're like maybe seven words in the verse. That's it. Each verse, verse one, verse two, seven words or eight words. That's but that's simple. not what happened here, B. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> hey, I mean, all everything you're saying is true. None of it has to do with anything that happened last night. <laughs> But that's because Teddy Riley felt like he had to go up above and beyond and break through new barriers. No, my nigga, you're or just Or not- maybe he's trying to relaunch his career. Oh, fuck no. Come on, man. Nobody's checking for Teddy Riley. Come on, Well, man. he's still... I don't know who... He, I think he's still touring with Guy. With uh, Actually, I do believe, that, believe that's true. And I think the Blackstreet OG members, except for Dave Hollis, who's now singing for the Lord. Yeah, but uh, that's fine. That's, know, they're trying to get him to get back together and he won't do it. Yeah, that's that's fine. Doing tours is one thing. You know what I'm saying? I've had artists that go overseas and do tours in Germany and make a lot of money in Germany. And every now and then they do a reunion tour in the States and they get a few of those groups together and then they perform at a, at a big coliseum or something. And that is that that's viable. But starting your career over, and come on, Teddy, that's not going to happen. Nobody wants to hear the new guy unless you're not I, part I, of it. I, I really do believe... He thought this was an opportunity to get back in the game at a high level. I really, that's my explanation of all the shit that I saw. Um, or he's a prima donna, which he probably is, and it didn't go well. Um, that, that's probably more of it right there. Yeah. So I know people who know if, people. 
Fuck. He got drugged by Tony Braxton on Twitter. <laughs> he got drugged by Amar Braxton. Uh, who cares? Even Tyrese, while this abortion's going on, said, throw in the tile. <laughs> okay, do it's tile. <laughs> T-I-L-E. I guess all of them. I don't know. And they get too floor rich for tile, tile. Rich roofing for tiles. tiles. Yeah, floor tile, <laughs> roofing tiles. Clearly the tiles is what was fucking up the sound. <laughs> it might have been. Yeah, I guess so. So, you know, Tyrese was right. You know, maybe had they tried throwing in the tile, it would have been different. Um, but shit, man, uh, that was unfortunate. Yeah. And you know, the most unfortunate part about it is the if man? they ever... Oh. oh, no, no. Hype Man was gigging. <laughs> Like, you remember how MC Hammer had all those dancers and I all do. of them was good? I visualize, all of them. I visualized exactly what you were saying. I promise I did. All of them was good. They was almost all good, the same level as Hammer. Everybody on one accord. That hype man, man, he, you know, he had a little bit of that. I mean, Army of One. Well, he I, was, you know, he I, was doing. I can tell you this, though, for real, Kunta and listeners. Teddy Riley is the kind of guy who is in complete control of his universe. So he may not be aware that the rest of the universe doesn't give a shit about him. He's very, 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 very tucked away in his universe. Again, ain't a single thing you said is wrong, B. But that only tangentially has shit to do with what happened last night. <laughs> so this nigga's looking around trying to blame people. It's like, nigga, it's you. You did this. You got a drummer. You got a hype man. You got all these niggas in the studio. Ain't can't not a single one of them help you. I even thought I heard a white dude. Can't right. y'all can't get the tech together? Yeah. Babyface, you got your mic turned down when I'm playing? Is that what it is? Huh? Oh, you do have your mic turned down? So no, it's not on your end? Are you sure? Oh, you sure? Okay. <laughs> Some niggas got fired today from that entourage, oh, yeah, B. Yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shit, man, we done talked almost a half an hour of what the fuck happened last night. So, fuck, man. So that was... That was interesting, but you know, the saddest part of it for me is that if they so ever get back together with this, if I was babyface, I wouldn't waste my fucking time. Not a chance. This is beneath him. Um, I wouldn't listen until somebody told me it was lit. It would, it would take word of mouth to, to text me, to Instagram me at KingKunta3X, <laughs> or to hit me in the Slack room, the Slack room. Available at rarestunners.com. Go there, send an email to B. Say, let me in the Slack room. Will do. Where Be Honest and I talk on the daily, on the reg, on the reg, with friends, family, and everybody that's part of this big, beautiful thing called Rare Sonnets and the shows, the No Nonsense Show, BTG for Press, Open Room BTG. We all talk there. And, you know, I'm not going to hit you with the premium. But if you so happen to want to know what to do with your stimulus check, if that $1,200 is burning a hole in your pocket and you're not a church member on the, with your name on the roll anywhere and don't got to pay tithes on that, they still ask them that, B. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They ain't stopped. I know. Y'all don't, don't quit. The same Louisiana pastor, who's white, by the way, who's still calling for church services, even though Louisiana was until, Hot spot. I guess, a few days ago, that one of the hottest spots. Not only show your ass up in mass for service, but give me all, all of it, all of it, all of it, the whole 1,200 for the Lord. I'll hold it for the Lord. So if you're not, if your name's not in the rolls of any churches and you got $5 to spare, rearsonners.com, sign up for premium. 
you get that the No Nonsense Friday, the No the No Nonsense Friday show, world renowned, locally known, universally accepted. Just like be honest, can't get that Friday show unless you're premium. BTG for Prez, open run. He been he been podcasting, podcasting. Can't get all of this. You can't see how he got to be where he is after 100 episodes. It's cut off. Get these old episodes, the archi- these archives. And get all these other shows, B did, that you don't know nothing about, the 9010. Why am I deferring to be honest on this music shit? He does it. He does it. Anyway, can if I, you don't I, got the $5. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. One more thing. If you don't got the $5, the best thing you can do to help us get the message out, share the show with a friend. They ain't got shit to do. Even these essential workers, are they really working? Probably not. Streaming. So share the show. What you got, B? Sorry. I just wanted, before we get away from these versus battles, I wanted to um, just make a, 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 a plea to the people, the people, the powers that be. When we're talking about artists and writers and whatever, can we just be realistic about the, 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 who we're putting, who we're pitting against each other? Babyface is comparable to Diane Warren, Lennon and McCartney. He's that type of fucking writer. To have to, to force him to go against Teddy Riley, who is a, who was, the shit. Tony Riley is the shit, but he's in a small, he's triple A minor league. Babyface is major fucking league. It was, to me, disrespectful to put his name across from Teddy Riley's name. Some of the greatest writers in the world are where Babyface is, and he should not have had to come down to Teddy Riley's level to do a versus battle. I almost feel like that the same way for Neo. It, he came down to Jonta Austin. Now that Jonta Austin is, is a, 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 a peon by any means, but we're talking about the level of reach. I feel like Babyface and the like should not have to come down to somebody's level to do this whole thing. And then now Babyface's name is in the middle of this, even though he's not the one who was causing all the issues. That's just my plea moving forward to us making sure that we're immortalizing our our icons the right way. That Babyface is in the top league. Again, with the Lennon McCartney, that's John Lennon and Paul McCartney of the Beatles. That's uh, Diane Warren, who's wrote pretty much every white hit you've ever heard. That's where Babyface belongs. That's where he is. He should not be part of that. That's all. That's my only plea. I just want to say that so the black people who are listening to this will put put this in some sort of of ref. You know, saying get new perspective. Put it in context. Yeah, that's it. That's in all. the context of this shit. I mean, everything Beyonce saying is probably true. Uh. But the context of what these versus battles are supposed to be is for us to have a distraction and a party. Yeah. For us to the, the hear the music of our lifetime, of our generation, and just have a good time. Okay. To just have our minds on some other stuff. That's why Babyface did it. I mean, okay. what you said is true. Ain't really nobody that can match up to Babyface. If he decided just to play the songs that, you know, he didn't have, he, he didn't necessarily perform on, it's, not, it's just, you're right. But this is supposed to be a just a, a nice, intimate, feel-good house party in our own houses. That's what we're supposed to do. But that shit was too goddamn much for Teddy Riley. <laughs> you know what he didn't have out there? I'm sure he I couldn't tell. He didn't have the voice box. Just play that shit. Oh, right. <laughs> just sing the ABCs doing that shit. You and a keyboard, sing the ABCs. I listen to it. Right. <laughs> Put a drum kit over it. Let's go. No, it was too much to ask. Too much. The meme is, if you look in a dictionary, doing too damn much, you got a picture of goddamn Teddy Riley in that fucking maroon hat. Just doing too goddamn much. Less is more, nigga. Less is more. Yes, sir. All right. So let's spin a, let's, let's, uh, fuck it. I'm in a good mood. So we'll save the news for later. So B, 
We might not get to the news. Uh, do what, what we you do, man. Do? You want- Let's just do it. Whatever comes naturally. All right, man. This is. Let's get to the Debbie Downer. Hold on a second. I'm gonna put this on the clock. Bam, because we're not gonna stay here. All right. Let me get. Let me go to Kunta's notes. All right. <clears throat> so last week, Trump says, "Oh my bad. Actually, I can't shut shit down. I'm gonna leave it in the hands of the governors to determine when they're gonna lift their stay-at-home orders. The governors, they're in the best position to do this. It's their decision, 100%. The governor's gonna do it. We're just gonna be there overseeing it. You know, the governor's gonna do it. Why?" Tenth Amendment Constitution. You can't really. It's the United States of America. We don't have a king. Remember that, B? Did you hear him say that? It's going to leave it to the governors. Governors are going to do it. I heard him. And next day, not even a full 24 hours. Not even a full 24 hours, B. This fool tweets out liberate Michigan, liberate Minnesota, liberate uh, Virginia. Virginia is trying to take away your Second Amendment rights. <laughs> so Michigan, which today, the state of Michigan is the biggest hotspot in the United States. And there it goes, as far as we know, the biggest hotspot in the world. The Michigan governor, she has put in place, she's a Democrat, by the way. She has put in place some of the most strictest uh, stay-at-home orders. And she's limited certain stores that can be open. Not too far from California, but whatever. And she's also limiting people's ability to walk around at all. Why? Because she's in a hot spot. She's going to be overwhelmed, deluged, going to overwhelm the medical system. Minnesota, another Democratic governor, Democrat governor, similar thing. <clears throat> Stay at her home order. Then you go down to Virginia and our good buddy Coon Man. Coon Man has a stay-at-home order. Coon Man's a Democrat. And uh, then you go down to Ohio. Republican governor. Strict stay-at-home orders. Trump didn't holler about him. B, what if I told you Michigan and Minnesota and Virginia are battlegrounds, battleground states for 2020? Would you be shocked? Nope. Of course you wouldn't be shocked. Um, so basically, Trump attacked these battleground states who are simply following... Hang on, Kuntu. The technical hang, guidelines hang, of, the, hang on, of, of Trump. Before you do that, I think that because of our listeners, we need to make sure that we're including everyone in that conversation. Explain. Can you explain briefly what battleground means? Sure. So battleground states, you know, they're red states, they're blue states. That means they're states that traditionally go either Democrat or Republican, traditional. Now, some states are kind of purple, purple or battleground. Battleground state is a state that every time there's a major election, you're not really sure which way it's going to go. And when you get to the presidential elections coming in, in November, asterisk maybe, uh, you, Michigan, Ohio, and Minnesota, well, Michigan and Ohio oftentimes can tell you who's going to win because the, the, the blue and the red states stay blue and red for the most part, though Texas is turning purple. Um, so Trump needs to win Michigan, he needs to win Ohio, he needs to win Minnesota, he really needs to win Virginia. Notwithstanding, Virginia went full blue wave, mostly Democrats, two years ago. So that's why he did it. But he doubled down on Virginia and said they're trying to take away your Second Amendment rights. Put a pin in that. So the current federal guidelines offered states to have the stay-at-home orders. You know, there are other... There are other uh, so Trump was trying to open up the United States again 
there are three phases. I'm not going to get into all the phases. Um, but first phase, you have to have, you know, a steady decline in new cases for like 14 days. No one with any population of any size is at that point. No one, particularly Michigan, Minnesota, and Virginia. So these states, these governors are not only putting into place that what they believe is best for their, uh, their, for their, uh, the people of their state, but they're also technically still within Trump's own guidelines. So some would say that these, you know, he's, you know, he politicized this for states that are really only just following his guidelines of safer at home, stay at home. Okay. But he doubled down on Virginia. He said, Virginia is trying to take away your Second Amendment rights. Virginia, I think, passed a law that says if you uh, have shown yourself to be, you know, a person that might be posing a significant threat to yourself or others, then you can't really have a gun for two weeks until there's, you know, until there's a cooling off period. What? No, it's not just you go up to somebody, that person's threat. Like if somebody is showing signs, Obviously, this is very strict. If somebody is either a domestic issue, domestic violence or something, you can't buy a gun for two weeks or so until you figure out that you've cooled down. Ah, I got you. So you have to wait 14 days even after purchasing a handgun? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If I, if I look at Be Honest, and Be Honest is acting erratic, he's, he's got you know he's got a Nazi sign or some shit, and I, I call my authorities and they go and interview him, and they're not, they're not really pleased that you know, Be Honest is saying some crazy shit about killing people, that nigga can't go buy a gun for a little bit. Cooling off period. Might be much. Don't know. Had nothing to do with the stay-at-home order. So Trump is inciting people to go protest. B, have you seen any pictures of these protests? <laughs> I saw Alex Jones, of all people, leading one in Texas. Well, from what I've seen of these protests, they all got red hats. Well, a lot of them do. Yeah. Say, make America great again. And some of them got signs that say Trump. Yeah. So this isn't really a protest of the First Amendment. By the way, the First Amendment can be, you don't, you don't have an out, you don't have a, a, a right to say whatever the fuck you want to, I mean, well, you can say whatever the fuck you want to, you want to say, but there can be consequences like yelling fire in a crowded theater. That's, that's the most you know, popular example of when free speech can somewhat be much, uh, monitored. If you do that, people get hurt, well, then you're liable. Bomb on an airplane. So, yeah, so I saw, you know, in the CrossFit world, I follow a lot of people, a lot of first responders. I saw a first responder who I unfollowed after this. She said that wearing the masks, you know, the ones to stop the spread of coronavirus, because, you know, a lot of people are asymptomatic, is the first step to muzzling free speech. Mm, okay. It's like, um, you know, B, I went out today. I went to the grocery store, bought some provisions. I had my mask on. You know, literally everybody heard what the fuck I said when I said something. Just saying. I think she means you know, symbolically, fr- right? I don't know what the fuck she meant. Oh. And she's a police officer, so she's seeing all kinds of people doing all kinds of stuff, and guess she just doesn't want to be safe, or she's pissed off. First Amendment, okay? Making America great again. Right. So Trump is politicizing a health issue that's probably going to be at the detriment in the first instance of his supporters, which, you know, a lot of them are older people of a certain type. And if they're going to be, not be wearing masks on these protests and not going to be social distancing, that's a problem. It's only going to delay what we're doing. When asked about this, Trump said that these people seem responsible. Responsible people from what I can tell. Okay. Let's keep it moving. 
So Florida, Governor DeSantis, you know, I used to be hot about Andrew Gillum not beating DeSantis, but turns out that probably was <laughs> for the best. Right. <laughs> Who knows where we would be right now? Shit. Uh, anyway, Florida <laughs> reopened beaches uh, yesterday or two, uh, Saturday or Friday at 5 p.m. Did you know that, B? Did not know that. So, B, do you know what the beaches in Florida look like right now? Um, Remember that time you went to Miami? Yeah. Did you, you mean, go to the beach? You mean DR or Miami? Miami. Yeah, I remember. Did you go to the beach? I did. Looks like that shit. Full, you mean? Like packed? Yeah, yeah. People doing, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 <sighs> All right. So, <sighs> let's talk about the black community and the, and the brown community, black people. Mexican people, Latino people are now the hardest hit. No shock to anybody. A lot of this is based on how, how well you take care of yourself. A lot of it is also based on essential workers. Some of the blue collar uh, essential workers, unsurprisingly, a lot of them were black and brown people, bus drivers, uh, grocery store workers, delivery people. You know, they're, they're black and brown. A lot of them are. And so unsurprisingly, you know, they're getting sick. More than other people, more than more than the majority, which is white America. Not a surprise. Um, but you remember when this shit first started, and we, and people were talking about how this is only an old white person disease. Yep, that was wrong. Yep. Turns out that was a hundred percent wrong. Yep, wasn't even wasn't even close. It just so happened that these older white people who maybe had a little more change in their pockets just so happened to be traveling, and the oldest ones were stuck in a nursing home who were probably visited by the relatives who had just so happened to have been traveling. So as B said, you know, many weeks ago, it is not a racist virus. And I say that to say this, PSA, black, brown people, all people, white people, whoever listens to this show, please, 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 social distance, wear your mask when you go out until we get through this. Um, let me see. Talk about the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization is the just what it says. It's a world body whose job it is to monitor the globe, to look at outbreaks and the like, and you know, hunger, AIDS. They do a lot of things. You know, I'm not going to sit here and defend the World Health Organization. It's been corrupt a lot of times. They've gone through a lot of ups and downs. The United States has sent the World Health Organization yearly about 500 million dollars, according to Trump. Um. And Trump is trying to blame the World Health Organization for downplaying what was going on in Wuhan, China, when the, the outbreak first happened. You know, friend of the show, French Reggie, can probably speak to when the Chinese government puts the clamps on some shit. The Chinese government has put some clamps on some shit. The first few Chinese doctors from the Wuhan province who tried to say, hey man, niggas is out here dying. Well, they, they died. They somehow, in the middle of their health, Probably with no symptoms in the, previously, they wound up dead. So I'm not surprised the WHO didn't really know a lot what's going on. But Trump is, he's looking for anybody to blame. Trump continues to say that this is President Obama's fault, that President Obama left the cupboard bare. Be. Have you heard, you've had to have heard him say this a few, more than a few times. I did not. The testing, he says, the, the testing program was, was terrible from President Obama. B, did, did you, have you, did you, uh, had you ever heard of the COVID-19 test uh, before this year? No, they just created it. Yeah, because it's called a novel virus. It hadn't been, nobody's seen that shit. Um, 
cupboards bare, B. B, if, if you start a new job and you've been working that motherfucker for three years and I come to you and say, B, man, what's going on here? This is, this is not okay. This shit is subpar. B, do you get to turn around and blame the nigga you replaced after you've been working for three years? It depends. Well, B, it goes back to you and I talking about uh, fulfilling important levels of government with people. Uh, the Trump administration, and no B, you know, contrary to your counter argument, which is he's just cutting through. Maybe it wasn't your counter argument. It's one I heard cutting through, you know, red tape and, you know, you don't need all these people. That actually wasn't you. It sure was. No, B, there, <laughs> there actually are some people that, you know, <laughs> these positions exist for a reason. He cut a lot of those, you know. Um, Trump is arguing that the Democrats have blocked a hundred of his potential appointments. And he threatened to dismiss Congress so he can get those appointments through. Um, but he has 200 other appointments, 200 other positions he's not tried to fill. So as usual from the, from the uh, grifter in chief, he's trying to point the blame at everybody, anybody but him. Uh, so back to the World Health Organization. Uh, they today stated that there is absolutely no evidence that antibodies in your body reflect immunity uh, from COVID-19, meaning you, they believe you can be reinfected. Right. Which makes uh, sense. If you, South Korea is also, South Korea, you know, they come up a lot as a country that was really on top of testing and managed to test all their population quickly. Uh, and they track people. South Korea, I believe, is reporting that they are now seeing people testing positive again. And they don't know why. So, you know. I've, I've heard that um, being that that test is new, though, there are still some, some issues on the testing. As well, there are a lot of false positives due to, and of course, this is far above my intellect level, but just to, to make it as lay, lay person as possible, there are certain markers that that test looks for, but those markers are not necessarily 100% coronavirus. They're just markers that are similar to the coronavirus markers just because lack of time and lack of, of ability in the new test to, to, fig, to, you know, to, to figure out. They're just going based off of kind of, I guess you could say it's kind of an assumption based on markers. And in doing so, there are a lot of false positives. So I think our testing still has issues. I know Donald Trump said it's a perfect test. It's a beautiful test. But I think our test still needs some work. Well, these aren't our tests. These are South Korea's tests. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm, I'm talking about test period. But yeah, I mean, let me, let me make it even more plain of what I believe Beyonce is saying. At the end of the day, in the words of... King Kunta's favorite wrestler of all time. Oh, Please God. fight me. Sting. <laughs> oh, the only thing that's for sure whoo, is that nothing's for sure. Yeah. So, so people may be testing positive again. We don't know what that means. Dr. Fauci said he hadn't looked at the data. Um, so what is the Trump administration doing? They're looking forward? Hell no. They're looking backwards. Well, maybe. So, so again, I told you earlier, Trump is trying to blame any motherfucking body about this shit, not named him. I mean, his last press or two press conferences ago, he said Obama like eight times. Like, Obama only lived in three years, nigga. Three years. Right. And by the way, the Obama administration did prep the incoming Trump administration about the potential possibility of a worldwide pandemic, not COVID-19. Uh, former ambassador Susan Rice said that they left a 64 playbook 
64-page playbook on what to do in case of a pandemic. Yeah, but don't you remember? Uh, I, re- I remember this. I remember them saying Trump was falling asleep in the briefings. He was getting there late. Is that, is that do you recall any of that? Real niggas don't give a fuck, nigga, about nothing <laughs> at all. Just my dogs and clocking the grip, biatch. <laughs> He wasn't paying attention to none of that shit. My niggas <laughs> and my bitches wave your motherfucking hangers in the air. And if you don't give a fuck like we don't give a fuck, keep your mother... <laughs> he all wasn't right, paying so, attention to none of that shit. Fuck it all. So the Trump administration, the nun, Dr. Fauci, Dr. Deborah, CDC, Lispy, Surgeon General, uh, he has a, a part of his administration trying to look at what the fuck happened in Wuhan? Uh, there is intelligence that says that there's a possibility this may have been an accident with some coronavirus. I, either something created the guy out of hand. B, we talked about this two or three weeks ago. Right. Or, you know, improper protocols to keep people safe and led to the to this, to the to the outbreak being not being able to be contained, and just don't know. World Health Organization doesn't know if this was an accident. Our intelligence can't really, you know, don't, are not sure. Uh, part of the uh, coronavirus task force, they keep saying how important it is to share, for China to share information because the more information we know about how it came, where it came from, this you know may help us find solutions. So, be it may not have been the wet market after all. I doubt that it was. And what does China say about this? Not a goddamn thing. Cause fuck you. That's why. By the way, do you know who makes most of the components, the hard components for these tests? China. Hmm. So Trump says, anyone can get a test. Testing is out there. The reason why people don't have all the testing they need is because these governors are fucking up. We have all the tests. We got big, beautiful tests. We got the best tests in the history of tests. People want our tests. We're going to probably sell tests. One problem, the governors are saying that, hey, we may have testing capacity, meaning you got labs that could do this shit, but some governors can't get the swabs, cotton swabs, which Trump made fun of. A lot of governors can't get the components, the materials necessary for each for the tests. So once again, we're lagging behind in testing, which means we're fighting an enemy. We don't know where the fuck the enemy is. And likely the enemy is us. Um, so B, you been watching any of these Trump uh, meltdowns? Are you just looking at me in Slack say crazy shit? I watched the first day of meltdown. I haven't watched since then. That was what, like oh. maybe Wednesday or something of last week? When, when did it start? Uh, uh, it was last week. Nah, man, this shit's been going on since uh, at no, least March one. Well, the one, the one, no, no, the, no, no, no. I'm he has about to break down every other one. Yeah, but oh, there was oh, there oh, was there was one where he like really went off the rails, and you were like, "Yo, Trump is losing his shit." Oh, uh, that was uh, that was last week. Yeah, that's when I, that's the last time I watched that day. Yeah, so I told you, B, or me, yeah, I'm pretty sure I told you that Trump's approval rating for the last few polls had gone up. In fact, Trump usually cites this in his. In his in his campaign rallies that he's hijacked from the COVID team. Um, well, B, America's been watching this shit, and the natural tendency in the middle of a, of of a of something that is unthinkable, uh, a countrywide event, 
pandemic or war or an attack is to rally around your leader, no matter what. That's just what happens. This is what we do. You know, United States, at the end of the day, we try to come together to face adversity. 9-11, that's what we do. So Trump had a bounce from that, got back to his highest approval rating since he first took office. So he was puffing his chest. Well, America's been watching these shits, these meltdowns, these attacks on Pelosi and Schumer. Uh, these, these, you know, these pointing the finger at everybody but him. This attack on reporters personally. Uh, this attack on almost every woman reporter, unless he's from somebody he knows. You know, this Trump now asks reporters who they're with before he answers the question. No, you haven't seen him watching, but he does that. Who are you with? I thought he knew. And then he answers it. Nope. Then he answers the question that he wants to answer. So the thing about polls is they fucking change. They can either go up or go down. B, do you want to guess if Trump's approval rating has gone up or down? I would say down. Down eight points. People are not happy with how he's handling this. I say, I tell you what, it ain't going to get no better. We'll see what that looks like in November. I predict he's going to try to move the election. Um, that's what I predict. All right. So... There you have it. That is the news where we stand. Uh, currently, a lot of people don't have their checks. Their their checks, which Trump uh, had, you know, his name placed on. Did we talk about that? We didn't talk about it, but I, I'm aware of it. Yeah, he's calling these things Trump checks, and uh, and so he had his name printed on these things. He's pretending like he doesn't know why it happened. Um, and so he's trying to use this part, you know, campaign fodder, you know. So we say, hey, the guy gave you a stack. Remember me. <laughs> Remember my name. Uh, I wonder yeah, is it. I gave, well, I gave you some stacks. <laughs> I gave you a stack plus 200. I wonder is it like in a different color and a different font like to stand out? You know, I, I can imagine that it is. Couldn't tell you B, I ain't getting a check because, well, fuck me. That's why. Yeah, um, I'm not getting one either. It looks like. And so the uh, small business uh, loans are all gone. Um, people have now dug into where all the money went. B, would you be surprised if I told you that Ruth's Chris Steakhouse got $20 million from the small business relief? Wow. Would you be surprised if I told you that there are other chains? It looks like a lot of chain restaurants, national chains, <sighs> took took the most part of this business relief. Well, how many times does Trump get on? Oh, you wouldn't know. Trump says often that small business counts for at least 50% of, our, of, of what we do in the United States as far as, 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 as generating revenue in our economy. 50% small business. They're not getting it. They're not getting it. Well, let me ask you a question. So I'm assuming that by your, the, the way that you said that, the tone, you're assuming that Chris, Ruth's Chris is not, a, is not a small business. Is that what you're saying? Uh, as a, I'm assuming Ruth's Chris should not have gotten $20 million. But you're saying... This, this, this relief was supposed to be for mom and pops, Bed and breakfasts, uh, gym owners, restaurateurs was, who don't have language, national chains. Was that language actually used though when they said that when they decided what? The well, money was there for? was oversight that was supposed to go in the bill, and that's what was fought about was oversight, right? Um, because yeah, wait, 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 let me finish that. Trump said, "Fuck the oversight." After the bill was passed, so oversight was written in the bill, and Trump's ignoring it. Well, the reason, the, the reason why I, I, I push back on this is because I believe that small business definitely should be determined by number of employees. But 
not side, not not how much business they do, but how many employees that they have, however many franchise locations there are, whatever. So, if I were looking at it from a utilitarian standpoint, I'm looking at you know your gym, which may I, I'm I'm just guessing here, but I'm gonna assume that 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 it's less than fifty employees. Yeah, but and, things are not looking good. And and and, I, and I'm sorry, I, I don't I don't say this to to give the middle finger to your gym. But what I'm saying is, though, is saving those fifty, those less than fifty jobs, as as opposed to saving the, um, you know, more than twenty five hundred jobs of Ruth Chris is more important for the country to save Ruth Chris than it is to save your gym. And I don't, I, and I, I'm saying that, and I know you're probably like, what an asshole, but you know, from from the the greater good standpoint, a lot more jobs will be saved by saving Ruth Chris than saving your gym. If you told somebody for small businesses, how many people would have put Ruth's Chris on the list? How many normal? How many lay people would have would have gotten Ruth's Chris? Uh, unimportant. That's unimportant because what we're talking about here is paychecks for people who work for Ruth's Chris, not who gets to eat at Ruth's Chris. So yeah, you're right. Only rich people eat at Ruth's Chris. Not rich people, but upper 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 middle class and above eat at Ruth's Chris because it's very expensive there. However, I'm talking about the busboys and the servers and the 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 cleanup crew and those people are going to keep their job and it's, and it's far more impactful maybe. than it is to save the, the employees of your gym. You see what I'm saying? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe they'll keep it. Maybe. Maybe. You're right. Maybe. Because unemployment as of about three days ago is at 22 million. That's quite a bit. Shit. That's a 15% unemployment rate. We're yeah. in at least a recession. Right. The only silver lining is if at some point, at some time in the future, this thing opens up, the economy should take off again because this wasn't created by financial issues. Right. People not buying this was created by shutting everything down. That's one thing Trump says it's correct. However, the problem is, and there's a big problem here, is Trump's trying to open up some states, but not all states, which is essentially the same as having a peeing section in the middle of a pool. But that was Fauci's advice, though. That was that was that, that no, was his thing. No, no, don't do that, B. You're not see, you're not watching. I just Fauci heard him. I just water. heard him say it today. I just heard Fauci say that today. It's not like a light switch. He just if he said doesn't. That. If if he doesn't, well, he says that, and Trump's got first. Trump, you know, had eight in mind, but in the new <laughs> in the new uh, guidelines, he only had three states. Right, and they're not even ready to be in phase one. So Trump's going to try to do this between now and November. One problem: every country that tries to reopen up, you know what happens? Reinfection. Well, it goes back up. So Trump, Donald John, how, let me holler at you, DJ Trump, real quick. DJ Trump, when you, wah, wah, wah. when the election get here, uh, people going to be dying. And people are going to be unemployed more than they are now. You're not gonna, they're not going to be cutting any more checks. I mean, twelve a one-time $1,200 check, that just shows you how far removed all of Congress is and the, all of the administration is from normal people. People are going to be upset, angry, and dying. You know what that means? Means not looking so good for re-election because they're going to have to blame somebody and that somebody is going to be you. That's normally what happens. If you're president in a recession, you don't get re-elected. Um, and so he's going to try to open this up between now and November and it's going to, it's going to go back. Um, but by the way, shout out to Boris Johnson. He's out and back on the mend. <laughs> yeah. Nigga still don't got a haircut, but whatever. All right, you got anything else you want to speak on that, B? Did you um did you did you listen to my premium episode that I dropped Friday night? I didn't get a chance to to listen to it, but it's on my to do list because 
I'm living right and paying for premium, which means I'm probably going to heaven. <laughs> you are definitely going to heaven. That's um, for sure. So uh, listeners, one of the, the the great parts about being a premium subscriber is that we do, I guess when you, I guess the best way to describe it would be like a, a personal diary. You know, micro podcast. Yeah, 15 minutes or so from all the hosts on the network. You know, occasionally we'll put out their own little things. Plus one. Right. Plus, plus, the, plus the, the unofficial host, the half of the reason for the season, Kid Honest. Yeah, so me and Kit do pillow talk, but that wasn't what this was. This was one of my own called Being Honest. And uh, I went to the country Friday, and um, nobody gives a fuck about coronavirus anywhere outside of the major cities at all. There's no masks, there's no gloves, there's no social distancing, there's a big fuck you to coronavirus, and everybody assigned that label. And everybody out there is doing just fine. So I'm now in a battle mode in- internally about whether I give a fuck about it. And that's kind of, you have to get the premium to hear this, but take a listen to, to my downgrade of, of high alert to I don't know where the fuck I am right now. And that's kind of where I am right now. So I was hoping we could kind of You may it. have it and have no symptoms. That's the problem. Yeah, I think I already had it. That's the thing. They don't know. They don't know if that's the, if those antibodies. They yeah. don't know if if that, that's going to stop you from getting reinfected. Oh South no, no, Korea no! I, I get that. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I can't get it again. I'm saying that I I didn't. It wasn't that bad. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's that's another problem. Is that no one can tell you if it's going to be 24 hours, right? It might be hospitalized. Mine was two months. It took two months. So it I, it wasn't it wasn't good. But it wasn't bad enough to where, I mean, I still went to work for, I think I was out maybe one week of that entire process. I went to the doctor, they tested me for the flu, said I didn't have it, and I was just the most unlucky person in the world to have caught some kind of cold twice in the same year, in the same couple of months. That's what the doctor said. They, you know, so I, I all I'm saying is that everywhere- That's dangerous, B. We I, just I get talked it. about black and brown it. people. You don't I know. It. I get it. It's a I fingerprint. Get it. I get it. Listen to what I'm saying, though. This is my internal struggle. And what what good would it be if I didn't let this out for other people to at least hear what I'm saying? Because they may be having that same internal struggle. And maybe wherever I get to will be the same place they get to. And I can, you know what I'm saying? I have to shed light. And I can't just pretend like I don't feel this way though, Kunta. Damn, nigga. All right. So speak your peace. Shit. I'm just, I'm just, that was it. I'm saying I'm, I'm in struggle. I'm in struggle mode right now about how I feel about all of this. That's all. I just wanted to put that out there like that. Well, for your sake, your family's sake, I hope that you all stay safe. You know, I went to, as I said earlier, I went to get food. Out here in California, we actually can get a misdemeanor, I think. There are still people not wearing masks. Yeah. This one guy tried to walk in the grocery store, Northgate, if you know, you know. And uh, he was turned away. Well, they offered a mask and he decided, fuck it, I'm just not going to get groceries. And that nigga left. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, shit. That's how you feel. I don't know that I'm against. I'm still wearing. My, okay. Let, let me be very clear, listeners. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to to provide any dangerous information. I am still 100 percent wearing my gloves and my mask anytime I'm around anyone. Whenever I leave the house, I have my gloves and my mask with me. So don't get it twisted. The the battle I'm having is an internal one. Externally, I am still doing whatever I can to be part of team get this shit over with. Thank you, B. I was concerned. Yeah, but yeah. That's it. Okay. All right. So you have a few more minutes. We're giving you a little bit more show because we, you know, didn't really come, we didn't really put anything out uh, last week. So uh, overtime, a little bit. Uh, let's end on a, on a happy note. So, um, 
streaming. And uh, B, I want to tell you about a movie real quick and see what you think about the premise. Okay. Okay. So this movie is called The Assignment. It's starring Michelle Rodriguez and Sigourney Weaver. I can't tell if she's pretty or not. Who? Michelle Rodriguez. Sorry. Is a stretch. I'm sorry. It's, it's something that's she, always fucking bothered me, though. Is she attractive? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Could she be described as having handsome looks for a woman? Yes. <laughs> Could she be, you know, her? Could she be fluid? Yeah. Stick with me here. Okay. By the way, Sigourney Weaver. Did you know Sigourney's not her real name? No way. Her name is Susan. Nobody picks Sigourney. Who the fuck was she? She did. This bitch. This bitch. <laughs> Susan was beneath her. Oh, fuck. She picked Sigourney. What the fuck, man? What's her nickname? Sig? Norny? G? I don't know. What do you call her? Oh, my God. Gorn? What's up, Gorn? Let me holler at you, Gorn. Fuck, man. Shit. But back to the assignment. It's on Netflix. Uh, I have not watched all of it, and you're going to learn why shortly. Um, so the premise of the movie, and we'll spend maybe a couple minutes on this, and then let you go. Like the pastor. I, 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 I got a few minutes, so I'm going to let you go. Go ahead. Let him use you. Anyway, so um, the premise is this. You have a hitman, Frank. Frank is very good at his job. Then one day, Frank kills someone. And Frank is then captured by that person's brother. That person's brother just so happens to be a very, 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 very diabolical and damn good plastic surgeon. Frank wakes up covered in bandages. Frank undoes the bandages and Frank no longer looks like Frank. Frank looks like a woman. The uh, plastic surgeon Somehow or another, gave him a complete gender reassignment. What? So let me say some funny shit and then we'll <laughs> see what you think about this. All right. So, who do you think should play Frank in this movie? Laverne Cox. I would say a guy that kind of looks like Michelle Rodriguez, wouldn't you? Yeah. Because you're going to have a hitman, you know. It's got to be believable. I mean, yeah. obviously, we're suspending this belief that for a gender reassignment, you know, you could take some time, you know, hormones, all this, all this other shit. It's not just change your face and cut your dick off. Listen, you know, you still got to take hormones and shit. Right. So this movie on Netflix, I believe it's a Netflix original, if I'm not mistaken. Of course it is. No, it's not. Actually, it's not. Uh, but... Do you want to know what their uh, special effects people decide the best course of action to do was? Oh, God. Let's put Michelle Rodriguez in a beard <laughs> and a little nose piece. Wow. We're not going to put her in some suit that makes her look like she has man muscles. And she's going to try to throw her voice or we're going to dub it to make it sound like a man. That's dubbing, probably. I have to listen. And as the movie's going on, early, they're like, oh, shit, we got to sell this, that this is not Michelle Rodriguez in a beard with a little bit of a fake nose. B, you want to know how they decide to sell this to 
us, the viewers, who are already agreeing to suspend our disbelief because we read the fucking, um, you know, the, the description of the movie. You right. want to know how they thought the best to let us know? This really is Frank. Do tell. This is Michelle Rodriguez. Hmm? Do tell. Full frontal. Oh. What a dick. Wow. And the funny thing is, <laughs> wow. <laughs> they were quite generous with the dick. Of course. Because nobody, like, uh, nobody wants to see a little this. dick. Nobody wants to see a little dick uh, in a movie. <laughs> it's a, B, B, B. It's a shower scene. <laughs> it's movie. They act like shrinkage ain't a real thing. <laughs> oh my God. Full frontal. And as you would probably assume, uh, Michelle Rodriguez does not understand how to walk around naked with a dick. So that's pretty funny too. What if she's all this whole time she's been a man? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, yeah. Well, you know, she had that one instance where she didn't shave her arms. So that was weird, but no, I, I I think she's attractive. Pretty? No. Attractive, yes. Okay. Um somebody owns a a a, a you know a, probably someone owns a strap on. I I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Would you? She should know how to walk around with it then. She should have practiced. No, no, no. She's just, you know, bouncing. You know, <laughs> you've seen the stuff. No. Um, yeah. Um, anyhow. So that's about the time I stopped. So let's talk about this premise, B. Okay. Uh, how would you feel if for some reason you woke up and you were a woman. Dick is gone. It's gone. Could you live with yourself? Um. Well, first I want to bring attention to the fact this is the second show in a row where you've talked about sleeving or unsleeving uh, to the opposite. No, 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 this isn't sleeving. This is Michelle. This was Michelle. <laughs> These are her parts minus a few. Okay. Well, no, Michelle plus some prosthetics. Plus, plus right. In in the movie, it's Frank minus his dick. Right. Okay. So I think that I would have no choice. I, I'm not the suicide type. That's not really my. That's not really my speed because I feel like even though I'm not a religious person, I truly believe this is all a gift. And who the fuck am I to tarnish that gift? Or to disrespect that gift. Yeah, that's that's nice. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I feel. This. I don't. I don't know. I probably would have some sort of a mental breakdown. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I mean, you know, there'd be some cuckoo going on, but I, I, I can't imagine killing myself, even though, even over something as extreme as that. <sighs> Time back to the last show. So you're gonna come around your family. <laughs> Oh man, I'm just gonna go. <laughs> you gotta just go, man. You gotta start over. You gotta write them and say, "Hey, I can't be with you guys. I hope you understand. You'll never be able to see me again." But you, you gotta just go start a new life. But yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm probably gonna ride with you on that. You probably gotta just you know start all over. We can talk in letters. Yeah, that's uh, just not. Let's just clean break. You know. <laughs> Create your own story about how you thought you sent descended. That'd be dead. Yep. You know, whatever. Right. All right, man. So that's it. You know, I heard some uh, new music. Heard Future's 52 Nights. This nope. sounds like Future. Yeah. I heard The Baby. I didn't like it. Nope. He's all over the place. The Baby yeah. apparently is in a point where he thinks he should be artistic. Nobody wants that from a nigga that looks like Pac-Man or King or uh, King Koopa. Sorry, right. I don't want it. Right. So that's that's about it the last did, few days. Did you, check out, did you check out Dev yet? Desu. Devs. 
devs. Couldn't find it on Netflix. Is it on Hulu? Uh, By the way, listeners, that devs is short for developers because they do all sorts of crazy fun bruh, shit. Bro, this show is good. It's, they just did the finale last week. So you can watch the whole season now. If you it's can probably find on Hulu. I think it's, it's probably Hulu. on Hulu. I think it's Hulu. Yeah. But um, I thought it was. I, I got a seven day trial somewhere. I thought it was actually pretty good. Can come to. I mean, it, it, it's it's ambitious now. So you got. I don't. I, you don't have to suspend belief, but it's it's very ambitious. The show is very ambitious. So I'll just say that. But I think you will be thoroughly entertained because it's a show that you have to think. It's not just a you know action packed whatever. There's actually even though there's murder and suspense, it's a. It's a show that you have to be able to wrap your your brain around concepts that are not tangible or real. But even still, I think it's a good show. It's worth. I hope. I hope they only have one season. I hope they don't bring it back for season two. In fact, I think a lot of shows should only do one season, three tops. Mm-hmm. I don't think there should be seven, fifteen. Like what is it? Uh, my daughter watches that. That um, what's the hospital one? Uh, it's like on season not twenty much. or something by now. Oh yeah, I, I, Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy, my God! Like, there's stop how's it. that still going? Stop it! What the fuck? Three seasons. What are they talking man. about? I do, I do think that you specifically. I don't know that all of our listeners would enjoy it, but I think you would enjoy Devs. Okay, I'm gonna look for it. All right. I might even pick up. I might even pick up a Hulu if I don't have a seven day trial. So, for next time you hear me and B at the regular time, um, there are two shows I'm gonna try. Um. Queen Sono, it's on Netflix. Everybody get Netflix, or uh, it's like a black James Bond type. I watched part of the first one, so I don't know. So don't ruin it for me. No, I haven't seen it. I've seen the, I've seen the, the, the listing. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to be. It's part of the Netflix African uh, initiative, right? They gave (laughs) they they have no no they have some studios. And they want African content, so this oh, is one of the first serious. things. Off. I thought you were joking. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's one of the first things off of, from that venture. Okay, and so I'm going to check it out. It looks the premise looks like a black Jason Bourne type, right. not Bond, but a black Jason Bourne type. I agree. Lead actor actress is a female. So yeah. then there's another thing I'm going to check out. Be and I'm and I'll report back at the regular time. You remember that uh, blackish? Oh, black as fuck, right? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm going to check out black as fuck. Just looking at it. It's, I'm not sure. It yeah. seems like it's going to be maybe a slightly edgier blackish. I mean, you've got uh, Rashida Jones, uh, which mm. is Quincy Jones's daughter. I don't know that it's that. I'm, Kid and I watched one episode of it last night. Oh, here's here's the thing, right? I I never watched the trendy show. I never watched. I'm I'm such a contrarian that I, it just bleeds out of my my pores. But this particular one, everybody's like, "Oh, you got to watch this." It's like just how they did Tiger King or whatever. But mm. um. I get me and Kit gave it a shot, and I feel like it's more along the lines of like the the um, the wittier white comedies, like Arrested Development and Parks and Recreation. I think it's written in that style, but it's about oh. but it's about black shit. I think that you'll like that too. Well, the reason why I stopped watching Black is because I just got tired of no, a fucking is message bullshit. message yeah. to white people in every fucking episode. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there's like actually white a, people. This is what we really do. <laughs> there's actually I'm a part just of this, like you. There's actually a part of the show where he says, "I fucking hate white people." So I think you'll enjoy the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. So that's all I got. You know, welcome to the. You know, sorry for not sorry. Happy to give you a little bit of overtime. We'll see how the week goes if we come back. Uh, uh, if we break this up. At the regular time, I'll probably have some thoughts on Queen Sono and Black as Fuck. Those are both on Netflix, and they're both Netflix originals, if you're into that sort of thing. 
Uh, I am not going to finish the assignment. I think uh, we, I think I see how this is going to go. She's going to kill a lot of people because, well, they cut her dick off, and uh, that's how that's going to go. Uh, yeah, my wife is trying to get me to watch Money Heist. I probably will check that out. Also, everybody's saying original. that I haven't, I haven't gotten into it yet, though, because I, you know, it's what? very white. I tried to watch it the other way, the way that I told Jamie Mack and uh, French Reggie not to watch the movie they watched. I tried mm-hmm. to do it in English overdubs, and it was awful. It was so corny. I just cut it off. But I'm gonna try to wait. I'm wait try English to overdubs. Yeah. What, what language is it in? It's in Spanish. Oh. Yeah, na- natural mm. tongue is Spanish. So I Asterisk. Was- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I might not have nothing to say about that next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you know, my wife's Latina, so I can't be getting every third word that's just going to fuck me up and read. No, thank you. Right. Um, cool. So, you know, we'll see. So that's all I got. B, you got anything else for the people? I have nothing else. All right, so you know we're going to continue to shelter in place, stay safer at home, except for B, who's an essential motherfucker. He's an essential Negro. Um, <laughs> and we'll be back to let you know how the week went. Uh, if we don't holler at you sooner, and uh, we're going to be here for you. We're going to talk about what you need to know, what we think you need to know. We're going to talk about some fuckery. Either way, it's going to be black on both sides. Where nothing is black and white.